2: Yeah, that's right. Everybody, get your boar on the floor. It's time for another episode of the Succession podcast. Here on post show recaps, it's post show roy caps. I'm Josh Wigler here with the disruption, season three, episode three, the disruption. Joined as always by Grace Leader. Grace, how's it going? Good,
3: good, good. Am I good? I don't know. I feel after that episode, I'm like not good. But I'm we were like good. We were it's like a good episode of TV, yeah. but.
2: Also, hard Jess to watch. Sterling, Jess Sterling here as well. Hi, Jess. Hi. Yeah, the three of <laughs> us were messaging after the episode last night, being like, "My tummy." Like- yeah,
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> say, I hope. Hurt.
2: Yeah. I hope
0: that you both are are happy in your head spaces. Uh huh. I am. Last night.
2: <laughs> I am. I am today. I am happy in my head. So I did want to issue a quick little warning to the listeners of post-show Roy Caps our succession coverage here. On the podcast, Uh, it would appear that there is currently um, a uh, uh, federal agents are raiding post show recaps (laughs) right now. So if you are seeing any agents wandering around the podcast feed, uh, that is what that is. It's good to know. (laughs)
3: we could just
0: eat dinner though don't worry about it yeah just keep (laughs) eating
2: keep eating keep Keep listening uh (laughs) don't stop the feed keep the post show recap succession feed uh nice Mm -hmm. and full uh but that is what that is as we were talking about the disruption it's the third week of season three Uh, A disruption grace, perhaps, to some formula uh, that we have been uh, experiencing in Succession Season 3 so far. Two episodes that took place immediately after each other and immediately after the Season 2 finale. And now we're getting, like, a little bit of uh, forward momentum on the timeline. We're seeing these characters live with their choices a little bit uh and uh the living's going uh it's hard living out there grace this is tough going for basically everybody
3: they've broken out of their war rooms they're now on the battlefield and i don't think anybody is doing well no (laughs) everybody is bleeding out everybody (laughs) is yeah like in full chaos mode not like mentally physically nobody's doing nobody's doing well in this situation yeah they all are now having to move forward um the chessboard has been like i feel like it's like just like thrown off and they're all yeah, they're all trying to make their way back. It's yeah, it's not good for any of them.
2: <laughs> it's bad. Jess, is anyone looking good in this episode? Or basically no one? Oh gosh. I, Greg has a nice watch. I Greg was has, say, so like when we're talking Greg about like the visually watch. looking Mick good. <laughs> Greg looks the best. Mick Greg looks Mick great. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I
0: would say that both like, Kendall and
2: Shiv were very well dressed for that journalism were... gala, so they looked great as well.
0: Mm-hmm i think that of all of the people and how they're looking gosh i don't know they're all doing so poorly i feel like maybe roman like if i had to pick somebody but even then like he's so just mentally screwed up they're all doing poorly yeah like all of them every last one and you know what i i i had faith that my girl Shiv, I had faith and I put her higher than I should have Told in they, you. are they a good person? <laughs> and then she does this to me. She, she metaphorically Shiv's her own brother. Yeah. And I'm upset. Oh, you know who's doing well? Marsha. Marsha's
3: doing fine. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> okay. killing it.
2: Yeah, Marsha and the hens a... are making money. Every scene she's in, she makes another million dollars. <laughs> It's pretty good. Um, is doing well. Hi, yeah. I'm a boss. Like, uh, like you know what? I'll come back, but as a guest star, and I want to make a million dollars per <laughs> scene. Uh, and they're like, wow, raking it in, definitely yeah. raking it in. Uh, so, a stressful episode of Succession, but it wouldn't be Succession otherwise. Uh, we've got a ton to talk about. Lots of stories moving all over the place, shifting pieces on the battlefield. Some people seem to be in a good position one minute, and then they're doing really, really poorly the next um i think that some of that is like when it's when it's coming to when when it's dawning on some of these characters that they're not doing as well as they think that they're doing but for the vast majority of the episode i think for us the viewer we have a pretty decent bead on like certainly for like kendall roy that this is not going the way that he thinks it's going uh that for logan that you can't just tell the fbi to f (laughs) off it's not really a thing that you can do Uh, politics is a people, but there are certain people that you can't just tell the F off. It's not an option on the table. Uh, And yet these are the options that are being explored. Uh, There are also options that are being explored that remain a little bit nebulous to us. Looking at you, Wams Gams, who's Tom talking to? Who's Rex Hendon? What's Bergman, Hendon, and Weiss? Who are these people and what is Tom uh, going off to do? So we've got to talk about all of that. Uh, we've got to talk about all of the various profiles that are being written. Uh, we got to, uh, I, I don't know how deep we have to dive into Nirvana
3: this week. Oh, yeah. I don't uh,
2: know. We have Not to that talk deep. about it we've got uh, we've got great new characters who are starting to show up. Last week it was uh, Sophie's room. This week it's uh, <laughs> Sophie's show with Z-way showing up as Sophie. <laughs> uh, the disruption, the titular disruption. Uh, so just a ton going on. really, really excited to break it all down. A couple of odds and ends up front real quick. First of all, uh, hey, we added an additional succession podcast to the succession podcast feed. How's about that? Everybody's enjoying succession, myself included, and there's tons of people who want to talk about it. So we are doubling up. Uh, We have officially introduced a bonus feedback show each and every week. Last week, joined by my wife and former co host of the regular succession (laughs) podcast. Y'all right? everything okay? Did you just
3: make a My Wife? I can't help it. It's like
2: Pavlovian. It's made it
3: come back. I mean, it's like, it's made it it come back.
2: Yeah. I don't feel good about it. I don't feel good about it. I partly blame the fact that that voice comes out very often in the podcast that I'm continuing to do with the great Emily Fox. uh, Worst Day Ever, the 24 season one recap podcast that is about to become a season two recap podcast. Guess I'm making that official here on the Succession podcast uh, that she was on with me. We answered listener Feedback. It was super, super fun. We've got another feedback show coming up, different guest coming up on this next one. Uh, we will keep that a surprise until the podcast drops. But please send your feedback in. We want to read it. Josh at postshowrecaps.com is the best way to do that. You can send it directly to me, Josh at postshowrecaps.com. You can tweet at us, you can tweet at all three of us. In fact, I'm at roundhoward. Grace is at high from grace. Jess is at the Jess Sterling. You can send us your takes on this podcast as well as what's going on in the world of Succession. We will get to it on the feedback show. Uh, You can also, of course, be a patron of Post Show Recaps. Patreon.com slash Post Show Recaps. Come hang out with all three of us and so many more people and talk about so many TV shows, so many movies, including the TV show known as Succession. Get your questions in there. We will read it on the show. So that is Patreon.com. Slash post show recap. So look out for that additional succession feedback show coming your way Thursday morning is the plan. Um, before we get into like the specifics of this episode, I just do as always want to just like take the temperature of how we're all feeling about the show right now. Grace, overall, in addition to like the the stomach nodding that this yeah. uh, this episode uh, achieved for all three of us, how did you feel uh, about the quality of the episode and where we are currently as we are? third of the way into season 3. I
3: know that's sad. It's a third it's a third of the way so over bad. already. Um yeah. I love this episode. I know last week I had, I did have some questions that, it, you know, I, you brought the point that part, the episode one and two sort of felt like it could have been a two part premiere. Um, and I feel like what I loved about this episode, and I, I loved last week's episode, but I think what this does is um, the idea of like moving out of their, of their, their war rooms and, and getting, you know, having to actually move on with their lives and figure out what that actually means. And um, they're all living with the consequences of their decisions. They basically all have made a decision whether, that's, um, you know, to go with Kendall or to not go with Kendall. Uh, Kendall, th- you know, throwing his father uh, under the bus, rightfully so, that that bus is well-deserved. Um, but, um, yeah, I thought this episode was, was really good, and it's really well-written, and, like, you know, you don't get the stomach knots if you're not, you know, invested in these characters and who they are. And I, I think it's again a testament to the show that these are like all pretty bad people who I, uh, I don't know if I sympathize or empathize with any, but like, yeah, you're. I invested. think I sympathize
2: with Mondale mm. the dog. <laughs> like Mondale had a really <laughs> yeah. rough night and didn't oh, deserve no. it. Oh yeah. no! Oh yeah. yeah. uh, <laughs> <Because laughs> no! Mondale. Mondale is unsettled. Mondale is not well. Mondale not well.
3: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought this. I thought this was a really good episode. I think you, you know, they do some stuff in this episode really well, which we'll get into. That really like, um, you know, how they're, you know, interacting and exploring with the world. Kendall and this show, the disruption, uh, is like fascinating stuff to watch him, him watch himself be torn apart in in the public eye. Um, I don't know, the whole thing is, is really good. It's it's such a good
2: show. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jess, how did you feel after watching the disruption? Give us the the first uh, sort of all encompassing Jess Sterling take.
0: Yeah, I think I've. I cringed the most in this episode of all the episodes I've ever watched of succession. I can't think of one that made me cringe as much as this one watch, especially Kendall, like watching Kendall watch himself and like try to put on a smile and try to I like get everybody. Else. Like if you make fun of yourself, then it's fine. is kind of his MO here. Um, and it's so uncomfortable, like putting on a show that is roasting you at a party at your house and calling attention to it made me deeply uncomfortable yeah. um but in a great way that the show is able to do this show is able to like just pick at you and and make you uncomfortable and f- put this in front of your face and say look at this look see at this you know look what you're looking at um and it's it's very uncomfortable but it, it's a really good episode um I I think that every character had like pretty good moments or interesting moments, I guess I would say <laughs> more than good. Um, and I really like what the show is setting up and kind of, I, I, I just love seeing like the bobbing and weaving between the siblings, you know, Shiv wants Roman and, um, and uh, Connor to go in on this letter with her and they're, they say no. And then, you know, Roman ends up having to get roped into this. Like, I love my daddy, uh, you know, pu- puff piece basically. Right. Um I just I like where we're heading this season and I mean not gonna lie ending the episode on rating a rating with the FBI I'm like okay can we just like fast forward to Sunday though because I like I need to see what's gonna happen
2: yeah but are we gonna see like we're not gonna be in the building for like Mm. the FBI no but I want
0: to know the fallout I think
3: we've seen I think I think at the end of the episode that's them leaving the building I think they have all the documents that they wanted to take already so yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I feel like, you know, like it's it's a powerful enough image to watch like the like the ocean of human beings wearing FBI jackets walking into Waystar waste our Royco uh, that I think like if if everyone was losing their minds over Kendall walking in earlier in the episode uh you know this is somehow uh although i don't know for for logan which is uh which does he feel like more personally slighted about like which wolf in the hen house is he like you know uh is it like the one wolf in kendall roy or the no. army of wolves and somehow i feel like that one wolf is still the one that would be the hang up for for logan it's more um, emotionally yeah, devastating yeah yeah um it's I, supposed
0: to, he's supposed to, like the air you know i
2: I loved this episode. I was I was at the edge of my seat. One thing I'll say is that like three episodes into this season. And I think that that thing about succession about like every episode really makes you feel like the sense of place um, is kind of out the window so far. Three episodes deep into season three. Like you don't have your turn haven. You don't have your safe room. Like you don't have everything that is sort of like uh, really localized in a spot that sort of like you don't have like the congressional testimony episode. Um, You don't have everybody on the yacht. Um, And I I think that that like is both like something that I'm mourning and I wish that we had, but also is like a really intelligent structural choice because they're all rudderless right now. Mm -hmm. Nowhere is safe. Nothing feels safe. Nothing feels secure. Nothing is bolted down to the ship. Everything is flying. No one knows where to go. It is war. It is chaos. And so I think for like the show to like sort of be mimicking that structurally to some extent, I think it's fascinating, uh, and I'm I'm in, I'm enjoying that a lot. But whereas I think with like seasons one and two, you could like uh, like I could tell you like oh that was an episode, that was an episode. Um, I think that things right now are like a little more like emotionally murky and a little more emotionally muddied in a way that like the episodes themselves feel more like. Um, Uh, like a like a smoothie rather than a meal but smoothies are delicious you know (laughs) you put the right stuff in them and a smoothie is fantastic uh so so i'm i'm really feeling it we are going to uh very quickly throw it to our sponsors for this episode of post show recaps quick ad break to kick us off and then we will start getting into all the nitty-gritty of every single thing that happened on season three episode three of succession hang in there Okay, we are back. Um, let's talk about, where Where do you want to begin, uh, Jess? What do you think? This is, do we think, oh, like, gosh. I mean, this, the episode is really all all over the place. I guess, like, maybe we could just, like, how about, like, a quick summary, and then we could chop it apart. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's Kendall who is, like, in God mode, thinks that he's yeah. got culture on his side he's having like fennel salad lunches with, uh, with, with journalists and, and yeah. getting like his like vulture profile or his GQ profile or whatever the hell it is that he really desperately wants. He's doing good tweet, bad tweet. Which oh is my a God. Very dangerous oh. game.
0: So embarrassed as someone who gets like secondhand embarrassment. I have a fairly large ego and I hate, I absolutely hate to be embarrassed. Yeah. And seeing this game happen in a limousine, Made me so uncomfortable. Like, who plays this game? Who wants to read horrible, awful
2: things good about tweet, themselves? Bad tweet, Ken- is such a bad idea, Grace. And ah! I
3: say Greg greg is very good at good tweet, bad tweet, though. In terms of like exactly what Kendall wants, <laughs> yeah. you gotta find a bad tweet that's not actually that bad, yeah. and then you can. And because like the moment the the other girl, the woman in the in the like reads the next bad tweet, and Kendall the look on Kendall's face, it's like it's all true. It's like he's a narcissist. He's you know has addiction issues, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he's just like slowly sitting there in his uncomfortability until he finally starts boo. to boo. boo yeah, yeah. Bad tweet, um, boo. but Greg's
2: really good at good tweet, bad tweet. Yeah, he's that like hesitation that before the boo. His went. his
3: his uh, job managing the media. He has the experience. He's getting, yeah. he's getting yeah, a good tweet, bad tweet.
2: But he's going, th- he's going through a lot in this episode, is the point. Between the good tweet, bad tweet of it all, uh, the fact that he is getting dragged by Z-Way, who is showing up as Sophie, uh, who, uh, much as as is the case in real life, uh, a comedian who is always talking about politics and everything like that, and is just roasting Kendall Roy and Kendall Roy thinking that this means that he is part of the conversation rather than part of the problem uh is like really gamely engaging it everyone feels deeply uncomfortable about it yeah. very clearly Her
0: nickname for him was on another level of like so spot on and so awful and amazing and everything she says about him, of course, is very true. You know, calling he's like quasi woke, like pretending to be woke and like. um F I,
2: the patriarchy. What yeah. was the
0: hashtag from? <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous.
2: So ridiculous. What was the
0: hashtag from the show? It was like a uh, sofa poop or something. Oh, wow. So the dog, oh, so so the dog the who couch. eats from the
3: garbage and poops on the couch and then <laughs> tries to tell you it wasn't that, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really awful. And I think what's I don't know what's worse, like all of that. And and then realizing that Shiv is now she's like, oh, it's you now to Shiv right. um, and realizing that. And then at the end, just seeing what Shiv did to him, the fact that she would put out a statement calling out his past addiction issues, past mental health issues, and basically saying, our brother is unwell, and we we hope that he will be given consideration in this time. Like, what an awful thing to read about yourself right before you're supposed to go on some, like, comedy show. Um, yeah, yeah, from the
2: server room, no less. You got servered. This yeah. guy, uh, like he's he's there at the end of the episode as he walks into the lion's den after he you know, he walks into the lion's den a couple of times, right? He goes back to Waystar. Uh, he is not going to be like, um, escorted to like the secondary building to have a, like a catch up meeting. He's going into the belly of the beast. He wants yep. to see people. He wants to talk to people. There are certainly um, we have to talk about it thoroughly. I want to put a pin in it for now. Um, The town hall uh, that that Shiv holds uh, and uh, Nirvana's rape me playing during the speech. Um, And I think uh, certainly like uh, uh, that seems to be Kendall's doing but I'd like to I'd like to talk about that I'd like to explore that a little bit more as we go but. Uh, either way, it's a very eventful return to work. And then he also additionally is like feeling like high on his own supply, going to walk into the show that has been targeting him directly uh, so that he can like gamely be a part of that. He wants to like meet the people who's like, oh, I know I know your friend from the Lampoon, blah, blah, blah. And then this letter comes out and absolutely cuts him out from under his legs. Uh, and he is unable to go on and he ghosts the show while still at the show. Uh, So like it is like this thing where like I feel like Grace like the episodes like Kendall's story is like everybody is in on the joke except for Kendall. It includes us like we very much intimately see that Kendall is not seeing what literally everybody else is seeing when it comes to like Kendall's positioning culturally within all of this.
3: Yeah I think we talked about this earlier but Kendall is an addict and I think that in, in addition to substance abuse, he also is addicted to attention. Yeah. Um, and this episode Mm -hmm. like very clearly outlines, um, that and you know it's you know weirdly like the he's getting the the attention he gets from you know when shiv writes this like letter um she's saying a lot of the same stuff that a lot of other people are are saying um that like he's not well he's like not really doing this for you know any reason and yet that totally cuts him like when it comes from his own family it Mm -hmm. totally uh cuts him down um so yeah this like the the insight we get into kendall in this episode we've seen it we've seen this like that he you know in the car in the first episode you know making jokes about that he's killed someone and we get that pretty uncomfortable scene in this episode when he comes into the the office and the secure the guard who took care of a lot of stuff in england yes yes it took me a a
2: second to realize (laughs) i was like wait what's going on this guy coming up to him uh Mm -hmm. and yeah uh, like that's the guy who knows that kendall killed a person sort of took care of it uh being like i know you is like oh yeah Yeah, that's like the so like try and make a move like very clear where (sighs) this guy uh you know gets his bread buttered
3: but kendall after that does make a move then you know so uh like you know he's still pushing but he's just on such treacherous water and i think the point you made last week that like None of these people should really be in charge. Like if they were all if they all wanted to do the right thing, they would all step aside. Um, but Kendall can't. He's he wants like he he's addicted to the attention just as much as he is anything yeah. else. Well, so. he's
0: he's truly his father's son. And I the yeah. more I watch this show, the more I just see any everything that um he does, Kendall does is directly stems from his father, right? Like even, even just the, the tiny, tiny mannerism things, right. Where we have, um, he won't truly apologize to Shiv. I'm sorry. The Roy family sucks at apologies. If you're apologizing, really the words, I'm sorry, better be coming out of your mouth because he, he says, Oh, I'm, you know, we, I throw a I I th- threw a few stones that I probably shouldn't have. That's not an apology in the same way that Logan Roy plays down um, the whole cruise scandal. He calls it hullabaloo. Like they both use um, words to kind of uh, soften, soften the actual really, really hard things that are happening. Um, And so the more I watch Kendall, the more I'm just like, gosh, he's so much like Logan, but you pity him more than you pity Logan because he's what his father made him be right. The way he's raised, informs a lot about who he is now and all he wants is the attention that he's not getting. Yeah. Um. And so I really am enjoying <laughs> enjoying is a weird word, but the back and forth between Shiv and Kendall specifically in this episode is very interesting. And I'm curious to see what happens going forward with them because they kind of agreed to, you know, <laughs> in a very public way, let bygones be bygones. And then we have the Nirvana song, uh, you know, Shiv spitting in like his notebook And then we get the whole um, article that she puts out about him, the memo she puts out about him. So,
2: yeah, I think to your point about like feeling like sympathy for Kendall, where you don't really for Logan, part of it, I think, is context, right? Like we know that Logan had a hard life as a kid. Yeah. Um, like we've seen his back right like we've seen like the markings of his past but like we haven't like seen that in action and he's an old man and he's ruined the world and this was what he opted to do with his life once he got agency Um, so like it's hard like because we we don't like we haven't like seen his history and all we have seen is his damage that it's like hard to see like the damage worn on him other than like the markings on his back effectively being a a reminder of like, Mm -hmm. even, even the devil has backstory, you know? And
0: we've seen like more, um, we've seen, Kendall as like a shell of himself in season two and we haven't necessarily seen that from Logan I mean we've seen and the emotions that we've seen from him primarily anger we don't really see sadness um, sadness or depression or anything like that from him
2: all he wants is to be loved we see that when he's eating the salad at the start of the episode where like he's very confidently talking to the journalist about like all the things that are happening uh, over at Waystar and like it doesn't look good like the like you know like uh like what 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 does it seem like culturally over there uh and then when he's asked about his siblings i guess like it reads relatively powerfully on the page based on how shiv and roman are kind of like reacting to the profile in the first scene after the credits after this lunch has happened but like we watched him deliver the quote of like you know essentially yeah we're talking uh i hope that they're okay Uh, but like, he's like very clearly even like rattled by the question of how are you with your family? Because like all the righteous fury in the world on his side and all the culture on his side that he thinks he has, like all of like the, the people, like he's an imperfect ally, but sometimes allies are tweets that he can, he can read all of that falls short of the fact, the very simple fact that he just wants to be believed and loved. And uh, trusted by his family. And he doesn't have those things. And he has now behaved in a way, Grace, where it's like, can he ever get those things? Uh, Maybe, maybe not. uh, At least not to the degree that he wants. And so, like, like, this is a show that is just driven by such deep sadness. And, like, I think that's so rooted in Kendall as a character. Which is why, like, even when he's horrible, sometimes you can't help but just, like, feel like pity for him. I think, like, pity is probably the word I would use.
3: Yeah, I think that when Kendall makes this move, I think that, you know, we in the, you know, in the Sophie room scene, he's saying like this will be easier to do it alone, but like I'm I'm offering you i'm I'm pulling you in if you want in you can come in and i think that kendall is having a little bit of a realization that like if he can the the path he's going down if he continues to go if he continues down it which i think he he obviously will um he is uh, i'm not sure what he's saving you know like i think that he in some version of this he thought that like he could come through it maybe with his siblings um intact and i think he's slowly realizing that it's like um they're they're all going to come out of this pretty bad. Um, and and again, because of the decision that he made, it's 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 probably the right decision in terms of like um, having Logan have to face consequences for his actions. Um, yeah. And yet it, it will sort of like even the best case scenario now where Kendall comes out of it, the winner, uh, quote unquote, Um I don't, he's not going to, he's not going to be clean. You know, Um, this article that, you know, Shiv and him, that's going to be pretty tough to repair um, the relationship after, you know, what they've sort of both done to each other. Um, You know, and if Kendall wins, all of his family is, is probably out except for him. And so what, what is he left with? Um, And I think that he's sort of like coming to that. Realization um, throughout this episode that like this is much like messier. I think he thought like again he just wanted the he wants the immediate satisfaction of like saying he's done the right thing, and then when after he's done it and it like just now is realizing like the consequences basically of his actions. Yeah. Um, like you lost yeah. people. Messy. You did yeah. what
2: yeah. you did and you lost people. Yeah.
0: Especially knowing now that like Shiv is, is the person right. Yeah. Shiv has been the one that has been tapped to eventually take over as far as he understands, because he recognizes what she's doing um, by going to public events and giving the, the wishy washy answers, you know, the public answers for things. And he recognizes his prior role in her. And I think he realizes like, oh, I truly don't really have anybody on my side. And he's doing a bad job of keeping the people on his side that are currently there with Greg. Like 40K is a drop in the bucket for him. And he doesn't even fork gonna, over that for the watch.
2: I I strongly believe. I, I messaged this to you both last night. Yeah. I think he is he is going to come to really regret. Maybe he will not know that this is a thing that he should regret. Yeah. But he will come to regret not buying that watch for Greg. Uh, that was a very poor use of $40,000, i.e. Well, not using it. He probably should have bought Greg the watch.
0: Greg has other options, right? Like he has Tom coming in. And even though Tom gives him this offer, all- office that he calls um standard office rationalization was um, that a
2: better office i mean you clean it out right grace it's spacier
0: it has, no wind. It, has, it has one window into
3: it another office. Dark. It's yeah. dark. It was yeah. a very
0: big closet, basically. The lights were
2: off, you know?
0: <laughs> and so, he but he does say to Greg, like, listen, I'm talking to outside counsel about this, about how best to handle this. Um, do you want to come with me and we can get our stories aligned together? Like, Greg has other options. He's not linked to um linked to kendall forever and i think kendall's doing such a poor job of maintaining that relationship he's very hot and cold with people he's he's like Grace said he's he's addicted and then he moves on to the next thing and so um because of that i think he's he's really burning almost all of his bridges maybe he still has roman and I mean, maybe he has Connor, like not, not in the way
2: they didn't sign the memo. No, and not in the way
0: that they're like on his side, but the, the preservation of the relationship is still there versus Shiv. It seems very much like how, how do you even begin to repair
3: an episode ago? He said he told Connor he's irrelevant.
1: Yeah, (laughs)
0: But Connor is someone that I feel like has a very short memory. And like, you're
2: telling me his father hasn't said worse to him. It was private. That was private. It was sibling stuff. It was family bullshit and you say messy things and do messy yeah. things, but like yeah. it's your family. It's your family. Um, like you. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. and on top
0: right. of that, and on top of that, we've seen how great Kendall is at apologizing, right? right. Like he should be able to smooth this over. No problem.
3: <laughs> yeah. You <He laughs> could uh, hook him up with a, with a watch, you know,
2: <laughs> <God>. but like <laughs> what, sh- what Shiv does by the end of the episode is she puts him on blast in a public way. True. That, uh, yeah. Yeah, this is hard to recover from. Uh, like, I think, like, uh, how, how the two of them are able to have, like, really civil conversation after that, I think is going to be difficult. Uh, it's like, the, it's like uh, they were, like, uh, like, being, like, kids in the backseat, like, punching each other in the arm, uh, seeing, like, who could hit harder, and then she, like, punched him in the ear. You know, like it is like this. This you're gonna say
0: something. They're gonna be like she pulled out a knife.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> but effectively, yeah, like it was a like you know he like has like when the the few like actual tangible reactions we get from Kendall. Um, like, uh, verbally acknowledging what's in Shiv's letter. Uh, he like reads one part. We don't know what it says, but he says like that's below the belt. Like, you know, like there are like there are these moments. Uh, where like you can see. I mean, we don't. I think a really brilliant part on uh the the writing of this episode: Ted Cohen, Georgia Pritchett, who are uh, credited as the writers of uh of the disruption. Um, and, and the direction by Kathy Yan of Birds of Prey, like really great pedigree behind this one um that like this the genius is like they really they leave us on kendall so, to like carry so much of the emotional weight of like what was in that letter but you also do like with, with that hallway walk especially is just like one of those things that jeremy strong is like an expert in is yeah. just like staying locked in as kendall roy with a camera like right in his face uh it's just such impressive acting but like that shouldn't um we shouldn't like skip mentioning that like the way that this is played with the other kids is like, I hate calling them the kids, but that they're they're such child they're children. The children, um, yeah. The children, you know, like but like they are like uh the, the adult babies, like but they are like they have their moments too where like you can tell, like you don't need to read the letter to know how how nuclear it is, because you see like uh Sarah Snook is playing Shiv's Fury all the way to the line. Uh, and you are uh I I know Grace, you were really taken. With Roman's body language once again, (laughs) uh, because he is like doubled over like he's about to barf yeah it looks like he has like intense stomach
3: pain which is the same i, I very much related to it because i had stomach knots from this episode but yeah. he when he yeah. says no, he's saying no to shiv publicly right and like or not publicly like he's saying it to her to her face and he's just the way he's leaning against the 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 like this counter or whatever and he's just like totally kneeled over he says like, he feels unwell he he, he she, he's like why won't
0: you sign it he's like it makes me feel unwell well. and it's like it's as it mm. should <laughs>
3: There's this very interesting, um, Fitzy in the Discord noted that there's this very interesting um, timeline character development thing that's happening sort of between Shiv and Roman a little bit. That like Roman at the very beginning of the show, like the first thing we see is him like taunting a child with a million dollar check that he like rips up. And Shiv is so, there's a quote, the disruption. So uh, Sophie says, like, she's the nice one, you know, like that's Shiv's, which I think is just she's a woman i think is a lot of like you know where we were like yeah she's the nice one right there's this like interesting character evolution we've had i think especially in this season that shiv is the one who's like again taking out the knife the shiv you know uh to like cut kendall and then you have roman being like i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that and but in the same episode he's like willing to like have a have a piece written about him and his father but he's like making up the story about him and his father right like he's going to these like weird lengths to try and like keep everything just together just like let it mm-hmm. be fine you know um yeah. it yeah. is horrifying
2: is... that the that the guy who waved like the million dollar check in front of the kid uh is now like the moral comp the good one I, it's hard it's yeah hard. the yeah.
0: thing is is that <laughs> is Horrible. that uh, i think the reason um that we, uh, me, I would say, I'm, I'm going to put this on you both, but I would say the reason that I tend to give Shiv more slack is because she's a woman and is because, gosh, it must be very difficult for her being a woman in this atmosphere, being the youngest and the woman and probably not being taken seriously a lot of the time as a result of that. Um, but
2: the even f- Logan you... says that to her, right? Like when she comes in, he's like my, yes, o- my, my daughter, daughter, my only daughter. So like he's gendering the argument. He, they, and not
0: only that, but like Hugh uh, Hugo and what's her face are like, Oh, we need Shiv or someone like Shiv, yeah. but Shiv, we'd like it to be Shiv. Like basically being like, Oh, my daddy is the best, whatever. But I think the thing is, is right. We always see Logan saying to Kendall, like, you're not, you're not a killer. You don't have that killer. Killer instinct. And we know that Roman doesn't have that killer instinct either. It's very obvious where he won't sign the letter against Kendall. And he like he he very much wants, like you said, wants to keep things even, wants to calm the waters at least. Shiv is the secret killer. Shiv is the one that no one expects to be a killer, probably because of her gender, which is just so infuriating. But no one will tap her and no one will say, shiv you actually do have those instincts you are your father's daughter but we we see the killer coming out in her when she is pissed off my gosh watch out
2: yeah um i think that this was such an uh such a compelling episode for shiv as as a character i mean like grace this is the one where we get to see shiv as president basically you know she is like performing her presidential duties uh she is going to give the big speech but we so we like see her kind of like in this episode like Uh, like apex of power and then like all the way at the bottom like after the Nirvana incident and her coming up to Kendall's uh, office and seeing um, like the boxes carelessly strewn about um, spitting in the journal, um, which I have to admit that I don't know that I fully understood symbolically why she was looking through the journal and chose to like spit in the journal. I don't know if either of you had like strong thoughts on like that actual physical action. Um, but yeah, like we,
3: Kendall doesn't feel like a guy who keeps a journal. You
2: <laughs> <I, I, I laughs> know, love notes, like, he's yeah. in the
3: notes app of his phone. I feel like, yeah, I yeah. would really, I didn't, I would really the...
2: love this for the for the feedback episode. If anyone has strong takes why. on on why, that I viewed went it in. as
0: like I watched the episode twice and I still was a little bit confused by it. I feel like it was the only item of his that she could find. And that's why, like, maybe he doesn't. I mean, he has people who carry stuff for him. Like, I don't, maybe he, he just doesn't have any other personal items in that office. And that was yeah. why he's I find that kind of strange, too.
3: And I think at that point, he's gone, but like, she sort of is, I don't know, it's just this moment of like wanting to get your frustration out, you know?
2: Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, is but what you see it on moment. her, you see it on her face. Like, you don't so need to like, you know, like the, like, mm-hmm. I don't think that we've ever seen her quite like that maybe maybe a couple because he not he like publicly
0: embarrasses her in front of the entire company where she's supposed to be giving this like important speech she has a really important role now and he he publicly embarrasses her after showing up at the office when she thought he wasn't going to be right she thought she had done a good job and smooth things over with him yeah um, to the point where he wasn't going to be coming into the office
3: yeah
2: and impulsively
0: as he does he comes in (laughs)
3: yeah this is the other side of the coin of like this again this is what kendall is you know by choosing to try to so publicly take down the company he's also taking down his family yeah and shiv is very much annoyed by that right and it's like she's like um you know there is this where you know whether she thought she did a good job but at the end of that conversation kendall kind of goes like oh they made you get dressed up for all this like you know like he calls her out um and like annoyingly, in that moment, he's uh, he's right. <laughs> he's like, she like they did have a meeting where she's like, I'll go talk to Kendall and I'll like make sure he doesn't. But come I mean, in. It's, it's
2: like it's like the survivor thing of like the you know like the move is to like uh, like uh, like coat your move in the truth. You know, yeah. like you're about to yeah. like, so like is Shiv when she's talking to Kendall is she being authentic even though she had previously said like I'll handle Kendall? Like, is there a, a world in which like she's doing these two things? Uh, like you know like she has these two agendas that can be both carried forward by the same move Um, so like it is like what she is saying to Kendall like somewhat authentic in that moment Um, you know like I, I kind of thought it was was sort of like especially like her instant reaction to him when he goes like they made you dress up for this and she's like do you even give a shit like it felt it felt like she was like olive branching to a certain extent and like Kendall is like having this sort of mixture of um, seeing through something, how she is like a company person now. um, But at the same time, a lot of projection, I felt like of like, you're the new me. Mm -hmm. Um, Like it was hard for me to tell like where Shiv was like, authentically was in all of that. Um, A little hard for me to tell. And
3: this is the most Shiv has been in. Right, like there's a lot of the, there was a lot yeah. of like talk about when they're naming the CEO. Like, Shiv doesn't have the experience, right? Like, she's not. That is the issue with naming Shiv. Like, she's a woman, so that's great, but she doesn't have the experience, right. and she's a kid, but she you know she hasn't been here, and so this is really. This is her first like role with the company as being president, um, and it's finding you know this whole show is just a mixture of like you know business and and family, um, and where they're choosing to like cross those lines um, is is fascinating. Um, I have a question and, with I mean,
0: regard to um with regard to Shiv because going to the the her and Tom dynamic a little bit shifting a little bit huh shifting um. With with the conversation they have when she gets home after the poor situation with the dog, is she try- <laughs> is she trying to get Tom in trouble and off to jail? Like it I, seems like
2: it. I have a I have a lot of questions about that. And I want to like talk that through in like a really in a really deep way. I think that there's like one very important thing to talk about with the Kendall and Shiv stuff before we leave this behind. Mm-hmm. Are we just accepting? Without any further interrogation of possibilities that Kendall was blasting the Nirvana. Are we just taking that at face value? Yes.
0: Yes. Because he sends, uh, I've rewatched the episode and like, I will say there's so much value in rewatching these episodes. They're so dense and it's so easy to miss things. He sends out his, one of his worker bees. I don't know who it is. Um, He's like, I'm going to give you a bunch of money. I need you to go run an errand. He was buying those huge ass speakers. That is exactly what he was doing. It is him.
2: Yeah. 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 I don't think there's
0: any question there.
3: I, I i thought when it first played i thought this was like i did wonder whether this is like employee rebellion like yeah, I thought they, the they same have all thing. Yeah. when they're talking through the q a and they're like these are the questions we got um you know i did one like there's a lot of pent-up frustration going on at this company and i did wonder whether it was not uh Kendall um and you know i i haven't decided yet whether i like that that's Kendall's move or not um like just from a story line storytelling perspective is it um you know he that's pretty dirty to to do it right re- to your while your sister is making her first speech as the president yep. um yeah so i thought it was employee rebellion but i guess rewatching it yet. yeah
2: the other thing i thought was okay. that uh this could be logan uh setting setting Kendall up um that like it wouldn't be totally far fetched for Lo- the only, the most far fetched thing about logan setting his son up which is a thing he's done before uh you know like he put out the story about his like return to to drugs and stuff like that you know in season 1 uh shout out to antonio mazzaro he and i were texting about the episode he he made that call uh the most unrealistic thing about this being logan would be Logan's pop culture awareness. I was gonna Nabola say he knows Nirvana. Nirvana. Uh, but I think just, he's like, more to, to
0: he's more subtle with what he does. And this feels very blatant. Um, but I, I mean think, beyond I think the fact you, that you, Kendall yeah, sent up I,
2: I, I think that's the thing. Is like that's what I was looking for, and I rewatched it this morning, and I missed. I must have missed. It's very part. small, yeah, it's and quick. I
0: think that I. So I do watch the second epi- the, the episode a second time with subtitles because yeah. you do miss some things. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's very obvious that it's Kendall in this moment, and that is the reason Shiv is beside herself. Yeah, with that anger. makes sense.
2: That tracks. That tracks. And so, like,
0: because he can't do anything, he doesn't even have he doesn't have access to his computer.
2: So, yeah. So this is like, so they were punching each other in the arm, then he punched her in the ear, and then she took a knife out. Uh, like you know like yeah. you punch me in the ear I'm gonna stab you like you know like that's that's what ends up happening here uh and then I think like for Kendall my question is like how how viciously is he just like fully gutted by what happens at the end of the episode from Shiv versus how much that is offset because like you can you can see how like for some people like maybe for Kendall that's like that's enough. Okay, I need to like back down. Like this is too this is too real. This is too painful. This is too hurtful. And like he is like a husk. He's like not a human uh in those final moments when he's alone in the server room. Uh and it's he's just like cold. Like this is like early early season 2 shell-shocked Kendall stuff. And then the raid happens. And then you have the moment at the end of the episode that's almost like a mirror of when uh, Logan was watching the TV at the end of season two, that it seems like Kendall is watching the news about the raid pop up on his phone. And like the the episode, just the editing is so genius on the show. It seems like it stops just short of like Jeremy Strong, like breaking out into a smile. Uh, So like my question is like, how long will he live with the emotional hurt of what Shiv just did versus returning to like the dopamine hit? Of um uh of like getting like you know like the like the Untouchables moment of like we're getting Capone for tax evasion like we sent like the FBI in Grace like where is Kendall going to be like coming out of this is my is uh, one of my big questions of this episode.
3: I do feel like Kendall will want to hit back a little bit but I think the other thing that happens in the episode it's very minor is that like when he's going to the office like Lisa calls him and it's like what do you do you don't go to the mm-hmm. office. don't go to the office what are you doing I need to know what you're doing. And then he what is, he says at the end he like is he's like okay we'll figure it out blah blah, blah. you're the boss and he like he hangs up yeah the regal um,
0: the legal regal eagle or something like
3: that is like <laughs> I do envision a little bit of like Ken realizes that like what he's been doing might that he'll like realize that it's it's been the wrong way to approach um all of this stuff is is what I'm hoping maybe I'm totally wrong maybe well, I'm like suckered into uh Kendall's story here but maybe <laughs> a little bit of like okay I'll follow somebody else's lead on this a, a bit or you could also see the other thing where it's like well nope the FBI went so like we're good like let's like yeah. power this thing forward let's go full train you know uh full beast
0: I think beast. it depends on who he puts the blame on. Kendall's a smart guy and obviously Shiv is the one who signs it and writes it and puts it out in publication and everything for the entire world to see. But does he see this for what it is? It's a Logan move. Logan pushed Shiv to put this out there. He says, Mm -hmm. you're my only daughter to not have you on my side. Put something out there negative about your brother, right? Does he know that it's Logan behind it or does he blame Shiv? Because I think we see him become the husk of himself, the shell of himself in season two. At the behest of his father, this is someone else seemingly um, attacking him. So we don't know necessarily what his reaction is to his sister attacking him. We know what his reaction is to his father doing it. Um, And I think those can be two very, very different things. This is his younger sibling. He views himself as – he should have been the heir. This is my rightful place on my throne and you're taking it. Does he see her as a threat or does he see her as someone who he should – Bow down to. I sincerely doubt it is the
2: latter. And he like went to her in season two, uh, or has that moment with her in season two, where he just like he doesn't really want to like get into why he's acting the way he is. He just needs the hug, you know, like he just needs that emotional support, and she's like yeah. there for him in that moment where like he can yeah. like kind of like cry and actually be vulnerable around his sibling, uh, and like that. I like, is it gone forever? It is for sure gone for now and will be really, really hard uh, to, um, to recover that a lot else happening in this episode. I want to talk about Shiv. I want to talk about Tom. Let's take one more break. Let's throw it to our sponsors. We will return and we will get into the rest of the episode. Stay tuned okay so we we wanted to talk about like shiv and tom uh tom tom specifically like went out and like met with uh a, 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 a an impartial party to like kind of like weigh in there's no there's hard to imagine a scenario where this john doe does not go to jail yeah. um and this leads to tom drunkenly it seems um you know saying to shiv like maybe i should like throw myself on the sword not for the doj but to 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 logan and offer myself up as a sacrificial lamb and yes shiv is like it's actually kind of genius like what probably is no one's going to jail but like you'll you'll earn gold with my dad
0: so is he saying that like, oh, but maybe no one will actually go to jail. So if I play like I'm willing to do it, then your dad will love me? Like I don't understand the plan. I, so the I other... feel
3: like this is very much like Tom trying to cleanse yes. his soul. Like to me, this is what it uh, this is what it feels like. Like Tom saying like feels guilty. I, I'll just go to jail. Like I have done I'm I'm I've done a bad thing and, right. and I'll just go to jail for it. And it, it will feel like save
2: for a year. What's yeah. For
3: a year. What's a year? What's a year? What's a year? in jail it will it will help shiv you know and i think that's like i the, tom to me is like where i'm potentially the most fascinated in this shit like i just yes. think it's so um it's so well acted i think um there's a line here that i think is interesting when kendall uh, enters the building and then he runs into tom and Tom, they're joking, they're sort of like joking back and forth mm-hmm. about like what information they can actually, they're asking each other these questions. And and Tom does say, like, you do you have do you have total diplomat you have a total immunity from the DOJ? Yeah. Um, and I wonder whether that's in play as well. That also like I do think part of this, I think legit this like first offer of like maybe I just go to jail is is Tom, I think, feeling like I need to like be okay. Like this is a way that I can like, you know, um, Uh, have consequences for what I did that all I'll go to jail and it will also it's also this weird it's also this weird political business move right it helps shiv. he gets in favor Mm -hmm. with whatever and then you can come back and hopefully like things have changed and there's not as much bad stuff going on I think um but then I also wonder whether that then turns to like well is is the right thing to do actually like you know do I take immunity and Um, somebody else and pretend that I also willing to go to jail but I have immunity
0: I wonder so. if it also has anything to do with greg like maybe because i love them so much together that i'm projecting in a way um I but i he's wonder like trying
2: if he, to help greg out where he, he is he can, but like he's not like he's not gonna well, live or die based on greg no, no no
0: no. i think what it is though is he sees greg as like his like you were mine first before you decided to go with kendall and it's almost like he wants greg back like he's like how dare you side with kendall when i've done so much for you
2: yeah um <laughs> i do i love it. i'll buy you the watch and he would have uh he would have oh he tom, is, tom is better like b- believe it or not like tom is like better for greg than kendall <laughs> is for greg probably I mean, um, it's very
3: funny because i think kendall is better at like showing like 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 the show of being there for right he, and he's yeah because then he's like i'll give you the watch, and then he's like well i said i would just like hook you up but then with great with uh tom and greg tom is like you're moving into the shitty office like here take this but also like also genuinely i think does care yeah. uh for greg does, so yeah. th- th- i think the the complexities between those two relationships are so funny
2: the thing that i was wondering about tom is uh because he he says that to shiv shiv reacts by saying it's a genius idea tom then goes to logan and offers this to logan of like not asking for anything in return just clonk the trout on the head and pocket it uh and then like uh logan has like this reaction where it's like Maybe for the first time ever, like expressing some serious, like actual, yeah. like respect and admiration for for Tom in this moment, like you're one of us. Isn't there um, it, to me?
3: I I read that as like, well, now Logan's not going to want him to go to jail. Like Logan would like, you know, he might make him CEO uh, now that he, thought, when he's like, I don't know. He like, said can, it
2: won't. It won't come to that. it you won't know, come like to I that feel like it's like is like to me like the sort of like. um There's like, uh, there's like, uh, there's a scene in The Departed where French is about to assassinate somebody, and the guy knows he's about to be killed, and French is like, "I'm not gonna hurt you," and then he shoots him immediately.
3: Yeah, Uh, so like, it it felt like it was like,
2: it was like, you know, like it won't come to that, except like as he's saying that Logan is not quite clonking the trout on the head, but knows where the trout is and knows where the clonker is. Um, but that's when Tom leaves, and then Tom calls. Uh, this other lawyer, uh, mm-hmm. Rex Hendon, who, what an like an action hero name, Amazing incredible name. Rex Hendon. Um, that like for me, I was wondering, like, is this almost like is is what's happening here like bearing out from this conversation that Tom had with like the impartial party, where like the impartial party is like it hard to imagine a scenario where you don't go to jail. Uh, unless like you cut some sort of like ridiculous deal with a certain, uh, you know, set of individuals and a certain agency. Um, And you know what, play this out. What is like, if you need to like figure out what's like your loyalty to your family situation, like maybe go and like posit this to your family of like you're willing to fall on the sword. How willing are they to let you do that? And it seems like both Shiv and Logan are like grateful for the offer. You know, it, even if they're still saying like it's not going to come to it, the fact that they even like entertain it as anything other than like, no, we're not doing that, Tom. You stay alive. Hang in there. Don't give up. You know, like when it's like even yeah. a little bit off message from that, if you're Tom and you get the responses that you you get from Shiv and Logan Maybe it's time like that's like the verification he needs to like mm-hmm. I need to look out for myself. And it was very striking to me that when Kendall comes to the office and talks to Tom, uh, that like Tom seemingly has like this very confident, like I'm like, I'm good with my headspace kind of reaction. I'm in a good mm-hmm. place, I
3: think is what he says. Yeah. Uh
2: yeah. that like I'm almost uh in this place where like I almost feel like Tom might be the one who gets out of this the best, uh, which he, is probably very foolish of me, but, like, that's kind of where I left the episode of, like, who's in the best position leaving the episode? I think it's Tom.
0: He seems like he's certainly grown a lot from the first season where he's just sucking kneecaps all over the place, and now it seems like he's he's grown a little bit more of a backbone, and he has a little bit more, um, you know, self in mind, basically. Like, he's willing to cut people it seems now or at least distrust the family whereas before I feel like a lot of times he took them at their word Um, or at least if he didn't trust them he didn't say anything about it to anybody Um, and I think that like we can't forget that just the end of last season he wanted a divorce from Shiv you know he wasn't and he didn't feel like he was in love with her anymore we've had these past two episodes where she says I love you and he doesn't say it back um, and I think that I, I it was weird because um, in the in the scene where Shiv is on the couch with him, she's like, oh, you're just drunk, Tom. I was like, oh, he was drinking. Like, I guess I didn't really realize that he was drinking. And so to me, these this was him like seeing what Shiv's reaction would be to pitching this as an idea and then when he actually pitched it to Logan, I was like, oh, oh shoot, like this is actually a thing that's happening. I thought more of what you were saying, Josh, of like, oh, this is a ploy. Like this is him f- putting feelers out to see what would happen. Um, but he definitely is one of the ones that has the more interesting storyline so far this season in terms of like, where is this going?
2: It's good. Like, and subtlety is not something that you associate with Tom Woms game. Oh no. no. Well-
0: also, I think that
3: like this is a thing that like, you know, another you know, this is thing where like when shows go on too long, they you find the things that are working and then they just run those things into the ground. I think one of the things that worked for a lot of us in season one particularly, is like Tom is comedic relief, total comedic relief in the show, like everything yeah. he says he does. He's a bit of a he's a buffoon. Um, he's like, yeah, he is trying to like suck up. And pretty much all of that is gone from tom right if we want to talk about that like, kendall feels like a little bit of a husk of himself tom mm-hmm. also feels a little bit like that that he is this totally different individual um mm-hmm. the most jokey we get is sort of like i think him telling it's greg him, like, this is his new office you know the cyanide
0: like, pill thing too cyanide <laughs> pills fine, a yeah.
2: mint, <laughs> it's, so a, right. it's a
0: mint you doofus it was in
2: the trailer bring back doofus? That very good
0: because yeah. i just i love is tom doofus, using gone? The word,
2: doofus. Did doofus go
0: anywhere i mean i don't use it but i'd like to now yeah, yeah. Not that I don't want to call people names, but like, yeah. you know, yeah, being so, goofus doofus.
3: Yeah. So Tom is like certainly one of the most fascinating. I mean, they're all I mean, everyone's well written on the show. But but this 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 arc of Tom yeah. becoming this like sad individual, the sad human being and then trying to figure out it seems like he's now trying to like figure out how he can navigate his way out of that and whether that means, you know, I think that that is still on the table that like potentially going to jail, I think, is something that he feels like could be cleansing for him could be something to like make up for the decisions he's made um or he can take down this whole thing by uh getting immunity um or or a deal like it doesn't mean he doesn't go to, like there could right. that's still on the table a deal doesn't mean yeah. that he doesn't go to but it does it he need less Greg for
0: it is my question no. Greg is the one who had the papers and I feel he doesn't need Greg in order to say like I, I don't know I feel like maybe there the could case be is stronger there could be, if practical, him
2: there could be practical reasons why he's like trying to push greg on like come to this yeah. meeting with me you know um i just I, don't
0: know the ins and outs of like the doj and how all of that works but wasn't I'm just
2: it, wasn't it a little discombobulating <laughs> to like watch this episode and see um the uh like greg at the office in the middle of all of this you know like there was like yeah, it, the, like the like the sort of like murky lines of everybody's loyalty, I think was like really starkly realized in like every character, like kind of getting to still intermingle. It's not mm-hmm. like this thing happened. And so like now they have to be like on literal opposite sides of yeah. the battlefield, like the battlefield is is like, uh you know, it's, mush.
0: A, it's all over the place. Yeah.
2: So I like getting like even like getting a Tom and Greg scene, but in the office was just like. It was like we got darring. to see them
0: in person together. Can we yeah, like rejoice? They're back darring. together. I loved the Tom walking in and being like. Uh, put your hands up or whatever. And like, Greg does it like jokingly joke, for a second. Yeah. And then he pretends like he's like stretching and I'm uh-huh. like, we're <laughs> back. Body baby. Language is so good. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, Really, really, really great. So I'm, I'm very interested in Tom's story. He said in season two's finale, uh, I wonder if like the sad, I would be with you would be less than the sad I'd be without you. I wonder if like sort of the question that's being explored for Tom right now is, is certainly that, but also like, I wonder if like the ambition that I feel when I'm with you is worse than the ambition I will feel without you. Where mm-hmm. like he has sold so much of himself. Uh and like I don't want to start from this place of like uh Tom Womsgams has a paragon of morality, like before he met <laughs> the boys. Like Not, you know, yeah. he was probably, you know, pretty shitty uh, you know, up to this point. Um, but like he has he has given so much of himself for this family. Um, how much has it cost him and can he buy any of that back? I think these are things um, that we're certainly exploring with mm-hmm. the character this season. Um, let's talk about Roman. Body language aside, Grace, he does the, he does the profile, uh, the, the I love my dad uh, puff piece. Uh, What did you think about what was going on with Roman this week? It's super
3: interesting. Again, I said this before, that Roman is sort of trying to keep everything as steady as possible, it feels like. So when they ask him, like, will you do the piece? Like, we we need a kid to do a piece. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever, fine, whatever, I'll do it, right? Um, And I love this. (laughs) I forgot the scene where he's talking with the journalist who is like, well, I can't tell you the questions, but then here's all the questions. And like, he gives Mm -hmm. them like three and he's just like, these are all bad. These are all not good questions. Anything about his
0: family or his past whatsoever tell me about your relationship with your father. No, that's a terrible question.
3: Mm-hmm. It's a bad <laughs> question. And then he basically ends up in a place where he makes up a story. That's not about his de- He uses an experience he had with Connor, which also su- Connor took him fishing. <laughs>
2: yeah. like it was actually
3: seems like a decent guy to Roman. Um, this is
2: one of the reasons why I want to see like succession junior. Like I want to see like succession that. Succession babies. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fishing yeah.
3: trip. Yeah. Um. Yeah, And then I, I don't know. I, like, like, Rome is is clearly uncomfortable with the position he's, but i always feel like he's always going to be uncomfortable in the position. And he can't, he, again, let's like rock the boat thing. It comes to mind when in season one, where there's the vote and he like wants to vote, but he can't. And Logan's like, you better, Mm -hmm. you better be like stretching your arm or whatever. And he puts his his arm down. Like he can't, he just can't make it. I mean, he, he had left this company and then like, came back to it right like he he felt like it wasn't for him and now he's back um and I just feel like he's really struggling to figure out which way to go and as somebody who's very indecisive I relate with with Roman a lot
0: he really seems like he's struggling to find his place and really to like announce his place because he he won't say bad things about Kendall he won't sign that document but he also isn't he doesn't really want to talk about his family and his specifically his relationship with his father. And he doesn't, I mean, it's not difficult to make up a story. So he tells the quasi truth with an actual real story, just supplementing, you know, his father for Connor, basically. Um, And then on top of that, we see him working late with Jerry and he seems like he's actually working not like opening up his email inbox getting a flood of emails and then ignoring them you know
2: know, he's Billy Madison in the middle of trying to like uh, get ready for like the decathlon against Eric you know like he's like trying to like uh, be ready the actual job yeah to like take him on in a couple of these things so that he can like intelligently talk about the industrial revolution in front of the entire school without being told (laughs) that it was the stupidest thing anybody's ever said like he's trying to avoid that level of embarrassment and he is actually seemingly working towards it whether or not he has the capacity for it i wonder well i think Um. it's also
0: he just gets in that same, in the same breath, his father's like, oh, good job, you know, doing your actual job, staying late, whatever. And then he gets completely emasculated five seconds later when his father is like, oh, I love my daddy. Like, I saw that piece. Calls him the and F, calls calls F- word. This is
2: not the first time, too. Like, he Horrifying. has been, uh, Logan has, like, been, like, very homophobic towards Roman specifically yes. in uh, throughout the show. Uh, yep. So uh, I'd have to go back and, like, check all that stuff. But I, I certainly remember, like, we were tracking that throughout season two when we were talking about the show. Um, So like, For that to come up here again, it's just like another way that he's just been so awful. Yeah, Full end of sentence, but so awful towards Roman specifically.
0: Yeah, it's so unsurprising that this is how he reacts to Roman in general, being that like you picture Logan as someone being like a man's a man, like very like masculine ideals. And Roman doesn't fit up to that because he doesn't have a backbone and he is very wishy washy and he doesn't he's not a killer as Logan would call it. And poor Roman just stands there and basically takes it. Um, and he doesn't fight back, he never fights back, and I think that's why Logan like absolutely does not respect him in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, um, I secretly am hoping <laughs> like Rogan just uh, Rogan Roman goes off with Jerry and they like figure something out together because poor Jerry is done for as well.
2: <laughs> well, I loved seeing Jerry as CEO in this episode. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like kind of verifying what Logan's talking about, like, I can't trust Jerry, uh, because like Jerry is like throwing it back at Logan in this episode of like, you cannot tell the FBI to F off. It's not an option that's available to us. You have to say something like we have to do something, but rather than like outright being like I'm CEO now and I'm letting the FBI and she's still, you know, like trying to kiss mm-hmm. the ring to a certain extent. Well, there's also
3: though the sale that like, uh, uh they like are this like thing at the beginning of the episode that then, uh, you know, and then Logan has a plan for it, but Jerry is really something or other. I think. Yeah. And then there's also like this, when Jerry comes in, they're having like the, the meeting and he's like, don't hover. I hate people. who hover. Yeah. <laughs> like Did Jerry's-
0: you notice the, this show is so great with body language. When Jerry was talking to Logan in that scene, like later in that scene, he, she is standing over him. He is sitting and she is standing. And I mm-hmm. feel like that says everything about how Jerry feels about her current position. She feels like acting or not, I'm CEO. I make these decisions and no one respects her. Carl, Carl, stupid Carl doesn't even respect her. She
2: tells him like, look at me, you know, at one yeah. point, uh, eyes on me. Yeah. Um, So we're, we're, you know, a a, a little while into the Jerry era, uh, but we are, we are getting to see that like, Logan's not wrong that like, she, she thinks for herself, uh, like she's not like, you know, executing the full order completely on her own because like who's going to follow it if she does that, but she will like, you know, she's like being like very, very adamant with, with Logan in the end of the episode. I think we should talk about things from Logan's POV uh, to, uh, to a degree as well. There's everything with Shiv, which was another reason why, like there was a, there was a a piece of me, that up until uh, you called uh, Jess called out that um, Kendall did send out the, uh, you know, the person to like go and mm-hmm. get stuff um, that I thought it could be Logan who blasted Nirvana uh, because of like how he's talking very specifically about like write something about Kendall talk, tell the truth about, about him um, and like him talking to Shiv about like, you're not going to find one thing in writing that's going to make you ashamed to be my kid. Um this, like, it's this thing that where it's, like, is this, like, it's obviously manipulative, no doubt, but is it, like, mindfully manipulative, Grace, or does this, is this how Logan truly views reality?
3: I don't think it is, because I, I, you know, that scene where he says, there's nothing in there that will make you embarrassed to be my child, is very, it's a pretty powerful line, I think, like, to, like, you know, tell Shiv, like, basically, don't worry, like, even if this goes bad. It won't be bad. It won't be that bad for me. But he's telling the FBI to F off like there's stuff in like, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it that, you know, he says the line about like she said, well, there's emails. And he says, well, you you, you wouldn't believe how many emails, you know, how many emails I get a day. I don't read them. I wait for somebody to tell me what was important in them. Um,
2: I get the, the f- action points.
3: But mm-hmm. the fact that he is telling the FBI that they you know he doesn't want to let them in, and it's not until he eventually like you know K says like fine we're cooperating at everybody else's like it's basically Jerry saying you have to cooperate, and everybody else staring at him waiting for an answer that he says okay fine we'll cooperate leads me to believe that there's there's probably stuff in there he doesn't um he 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 doesn't want to get out um and so this line to Shiv like don't worry uh might be half true that like he he's probably smart enough to never put you know to say something explicit that like puts him in hot water Mm -hmm. but just by by association to know to be yeah to be on email chains to know what's happening to be friends with these people i think logan is in a bad spot well you
2: talk like in terms of like saying things that won't get him in hot water but like how much is the raid at the end of the episode his fault uh both for like stonewalling the fbi but then for like Uh, confronting yeah yeah. uh, for uh michelle ann vanderhoven uh what a name uh white house aide michelle ann (laughs) vanderhoven uh who is there for an atn interview who logan intercepts and basically like you know is uh is like trying to like muscle his way out of this and be like You know uh if the president doesn't scratch my back i'll like scratch through his and out his chest and rip his heart out like he's like being like very very uh vicious in sort of um you know the tenor of the conversation and uh michelle and like to me like in the moment like it feels like she's like trying to be like all right well if you can keep the temperature in check maybe there's something we can do but it almost now reads to me as, like, that's what she's saying in the moment to survive the conversation, Jess. Like, she's, like, trying to just get out of the room. Yeah. And then it's, like, no, you don't have a friend in the White House And
0: I'm of two minds. When I rewatched the scene, I had a little bit of a different vibe on it. And it feels like it escalates, right? They start off very, like, nicey-nicey. Um, and then like she realizes like he's not going to cooperate like he hasn't been thus far and i think that directly impacts and this conversation directly is what causes the fbi to rate them like her him basically threatening the president of the united states and thinking that that is something he can do and have no repercussions for it the hubris on this guy right like um i think that the way he treats her and what he says to her and basically is like because uh, she's like, well, your news station hasn't been doing a lot for my guy. And he's like, oh, you just wait and see what my news station will do if he doesn't help me, basically, is what leads, in my opinion, to the FBI coming. And that yeah. and who knows if Kendall has any um, has any uh, he's any has anything to do with this, because when he's in the car going to the office and he is talking to Lisa, he does say like, oh, can't we get an FBI raid like he does mention it. Um, so it's worth pointing out that, like, maybe he has something to do with it, but I think it's both Kendall. It's both Kendall playing maybe possibly correctly and and uh, Logan being horrible at this that directly leads to the FBI raiding the company.
2: Yeah, yep. yeah, it's awful. Awesome. They're yeah. all terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a real like. It is never a great week for any character, you know, Uh, but it was like a really bad week for every character. It feels like, except for maybe Tom, maybe Tom, Um,
0: because Greg is out for EK for a watch that doesn't work.
2: Right, right. Like I think like Greg is probably like runner up in terms of like who this was an okay week for. Maybe Roman actually like comes across like decently well. But not uh, with his
0: father, maybe with everybody else. But I think that his father still thinks very little of him. And that's just not. He talks, Yeah, like he, he's very
2: like he's like he's he's talking to Roman like he's a kid in this episode, like very abusively like he's a kid. But like he is like yeah. talking down to Roman in this one. So like Imagine that respect being... is still not there.
0: Imagine Roman putting up with emotional, physical, um, abuse his entire life, verbal abuse from his father his entire life, and then being asked to be in an article talking about his relationship with his father. Like the 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 trauma, I can only imagine. It's like awful. it's inter-
3: it's interesting that he can't even, like, because like there have been moments where like Logan is nice to roman right like we see and so when he's when he's asking like can you find a happy memory or can you whatever like roman doesn't even and rightly so does not even want to use like a a real memory with his father right Mm -hmm. he doesn't want to use it he's the only thing he's willing to use in the story is a fake story that's about somebody else that he's then inserting logan into so like rome in his relationship with his father is not in in a good place um and it's all logan's fault but like right like he's not even willing to fake you know or or include something that's real because you know he feels uncomfortable with that mm-hmm. um as he should so yeah r- r- i mean roman is probably not in a good place this because he's been like abused by his father um but in terms of like the decisions he made i think he's in a pretty good place yeah this yeah he hasn't rocked any boats
0: and he's in a better place with us liking him more because he didn't sign that thing against he didn't blow up any spaceships. he's he's moved up a little bit in the tears of are you a good person and ship has very much plummeted
2: yeah Yeah, the stock watch is not uh, good
0: (laughs) it's not good friends stock
2: market is uh volatile uh here Mm -hmm. on succession as it as it pertains to the characters um Still so much that we could talk about. Good news. We've got a bonus show. We've got the feedback show. We want to get feedback from you, dear listener. What did we not talk about this time that you would like to uh, hear us talk about more on the feedback show on the Succession Podcast? Or uh, what is there that uh, was was broached but you want to hear more about? Just get your questions in. Josh at post recaps.com. That's going to send them directly to me. Josh at post recaps.com. You can also tweet at us at round Howard at high from grace at V Jess Sterling or sign up for the post show recaps. Patreon. It's the start of the month. Always a perfect time to, to sign up at every level. You get some discord access. Discord is yeah. where we have our post yeah. show recaps patron community. Um, so you can come in at the $5 a month level and you can talk succession with us Really great deal. We have just we've we've opened that up. We're brick and mortaring uh, that experience for, for every level of the Patreon. So consider signing up. Support the arts. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. That's patreon.com slash post show recaps. You can talk with us about succession in there um before we close out the podcast some plugs uh grace what do you got going on what do you want to shout out
3: uh doing some movie coverage on post show recaps we've been we've got covered dune last week with the great dm philly a super fun conversation Aaron and i had philly on um a few ago we talked about no time to die and and coming up this week we're going to be talking about last duel the french dispatch and halloween kill so lots of movie coverage um on the post show recaps feed um tuesdays uh, on twitch.tv slash dm philly i play Dungeons and dragons in space sometimes with josh wiggler um and occasionally every few fridays uh looks like we'll be uh, playing kind of every other friday for a bit um play a, a game called humble wood or humble year where we play little furry creatures who it's live so in, the, in the woods i play a little raccoon rug that's a lot of fun so um check that out i think that's all I got going on. Oh, Fridays, slash Haley Strong. We cover the latest episode of Taskmaster
2: amazing um, as well. So, yeah, incredible. Uh, yeah. Jess Sterling, what do you got to plug?
0: So, obviously, you and I cover community over at Community Building on post show recaps. Um, really excited to get into one of my favorite episodes this week, um, Cooperative Calligraphy Season Two, Episode Eight. Uh, and also you can find me over at shit. 90 shows taught me with Sarah Bergenson, my co-host. Um, we do boy meets world Dawson's Creek weekly. We are up to season three of Dawson's Creek season four of boy meets world. I'm really getting into the good stuff, more of the heavier stuff on boy meets world. Um, and then, um, this November we have bonus content coming out. We already recorded our first Julia Roberts podcast. Um, and that was with. The Great Deidre. And we covered Notting Hill. So that will be coming out soon this week. Um, And coming up, we are going to be covering another Julia Roberts movie, Runaway Bride. Um, I have not seen it. So I'm excited to watch that one. Nice. Um, one other bonus podcast for November we have is Sarah's coming to visit me. We're going to be putting up a poll so go check that out at Shit 90s Pod on Twitter and Instagram to vote in what you'd like us to podcast about when she comes to visit me in a few Ooh, weeks.
2: So we much fun. This. We fun. love this. I
1: love
0: I love viewers choice, listeners choice. I feel like it's more fun that way. Like it it is you want to hear
2: It is fun. We love to give the choice to the listeners, but no choice but to listen to post-show recaps. You must do it. Uh, We're putting out so many shows, so if we're not uh, putting out something that you're enjoying, first of all, how did you get this far into the podcast? We assume that you're enjoying the (laughs) succession one. Uh, But if you're watching Insecure, we've got coverage of that. LaTanya, Mari, and Chappelle's podcast recapping episode two of the final season of Insecure is already up with special guest Bryce Isaiah, the purple pants badass himself. Uh, rolled into town to talk Insecure. So that podcast is already up. Curb Your Enthusiasm coming your way very, very soon here with myself and Akiva Winokur, as well as a special guest, the uh, aforementioned by Jess, uh, uh, breaking news uh, happening now. Deidre will be <gasps> joining us on the Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast this amazing. Week. Uh, oh. So QFD is going to be talking about uh, KLD. I don't know if it quite works. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna have a really good time there. Uh, Latanya and I are also talking about Dexter New Blood. The yes. show premieres this coming Sunday night. Grace has made it clear to me that she is a fan of Dexter, so I feel like fan. Yeah, well, uh, how about this? I Uh, was. A victim? A Dexter victim? victim. uh, You have You have been victimized by uh, all of Dexter. uh, I've seen all of it. I was in too deep. Uh, So uh, the odds of hearing Grace on the podcast at some point, I think, are pretty high. Uh, So we've got some Dexter coverage uh, coming up this week, still in the preview phase. And then the, the show premieres next week, and we will be talking about it. Walking Dead on Sunday nights. Podcasts dropping on Wednesdays. We just have your Sunday's, Well and fully covered uh, here on Post Show Recaps Your Sunday Night. TV, as well as other shows that are happening, whether they are retro podcasts like Down the Hatch, talking about all of Lost, or Community, community Building, talking about all of Community, or Worst Day Ever, talking about 24, hang uh, in there, talking about Avatar the Last Airbender, the Bloom Files, talking about X-Files, uh, the Final Fantasy podcast, talking about Final Fantasy video games. There's just so much throwback content in addition to new shows that are coming out, and even a new podcast that is launching later this week. No spoilers, but... If you like epic fantasy, you will be satisfied. Uh, so we've got another podcast yeah. launching this week that you will enjoy. With all of that said, we will be back uh, later this week in the Succession feed with another bonus feedback show. Get the feedback in, Josh, at postshowrecaps.com. With all of that said, time to close us out. And the only way we know how to do things here on the Succession podcast by saying,
0: F-Off!